1: For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's Lifetime Membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash rs10 today.
0: Right now, we we'll go to the Schwartz-Caldon guest line. Our next guest, Brandon Lee Gouton You know him from Bleeding Green Nation. Of course, BGN Radio as well, talking some eagles on WIP. What's up, Brandon?
2: How's it going, Joe? I'm watching the finals. I'm hoping for a game seven, but man, these Warriors.
0: Yeah, I was too. I picked the Warriors in seven, Brandon, and uh, I'm not going to change it because last year, we, you know, we've seen the Cavs come back after this kind of game. But man, this Warriors team is as good as any team I think I've seen in any sport. I mean, I, I know the Patriots that undefeated year were amazing, but this Warriors team's yeah.
2: insane. Yeah, they really are. I mean, I would love to to pry Clee Thompson away from this team, but. <laughs> I think they're they're going to try to keep it together as long as they can and, and just dominate this league.
0: Yeah, well, if they ever want to trade him, I think uh, you and I and everyone here in the city would, uh, would gladly hand in the assets the Sixers have to go get that guy. Probably not going to happen uh, for a while. Brandon, we have the Eagles OTAs round two, and we got to start with the guy that wasn't there last week that came back. What, what was your reaction to the Fletcher Cox reaction over the last week?
2: Yeah, he's back now. You know, obviously he had missed uh, the three days and it was only three days and and I I thought he should have been there, but I wasn't going to get too bent out of shape about it because again, it's three days. Probably won't even remember that come September, especially if he's playing well. So uh, he's back now. He's there. The Eagles had like 10 other players missing from practice on Tuesday for various reasons, some injuries, some personal, uh, some probably just kind of wanting to uh, take an extended Memorial Day vacation there. But, uh, but, yeah, he's back now. I think we can all move on, kind of.
0: Yeah, now, you know what? I hope so, because maybe we can talk about actual football. Um, a couple of the things that have stood out, at least the last couple days, uh, and I think the thing that got people all excited, was watching Alshon Jeffrey over Russell Douglas spiking the ball. Initial impressions, Brandon, watching Alshon up close for the first time the past couple of weeks in an Eagles uniform.
2: Yeah, he's the real deal, man. He Alshon catches everything thrown his way, uh, really reliable. Just, you know, the routes are good. Um, he wins contested catches. He's just everything that's been as advertised. Uh, work ethic seems to be really good, always working hard throughout the practice. Um, still kind of building that repertoire with Wentz. You know, there's times here and there where they're, they're not on the same page yet, but, it's, you know, it's early. It's only, May, or it's due now at this point in the offseason, and they're still kind of trying to, to build that connection together. But everything so far uh, so good with Alshon. And, yeah, that Roswell Douglas play was awesome. He, he catches that ball He just stands up, he stares the rookie down, just spikes it in his face. It was great.
0: We're talking to Brandon Gouten of Bleeding Green Nation. Brandon, I heard the press conference that you guys were at the other day uh, with Jim Schwartz talking about the defense, and it felt like he was trying to downplay a little bit the expectations that he has for the defensive line. Like he didn't want to set it, or I think he used the word, he didn't want to assume anything about what they could be better than last year and get to the quarterback more. I look at that unit, and I think they're going to be really good. I think there's a lot of potential there, adding Barnett. Uh, Jernigan, who seems like a really nice fit. Uh, for what Jim Schwartz does and being a pass rushing defensive tackle. When you look at that group with what they have depth wise and the starters, do you, do you think that they really could have something there? Or are you more with Schwartz? You're not going to assume that it's going to be a big time unit quite yet.
2: No, I'm really excited about this de- Eagles defensive line. You have Brandon Graham returning who led the NFL in total pressures last year in terms of combined sacks and, and hurries and uh knockdown. So Brandon Graham's a really good player on the other end. Um, Connor Barwin just really wasn't effective you know he's more of a 3-4 outside linebacker than a 4-3 defensive end so just getting rid of him and having Derek Barnett in there who has looked really good in OTs by the way and then you have Vinny Curry who was hurt last year and and maybe he'll step up uh, if he's healthy and it's not like you're going to expect him in a full-time role so maybe he can have some success mixing in and then Chris Long I think, you know, is a nice situational guy to have, play about 25% of the snaps or so. You you put him in there as a role player. And then just the interior pressure I think the, the Eagles will be able to get with, with Fletcher Cox and, and Tim Jernigan, who I think also, again, really stood out in OTAs here, just so quick. Uh, so much more of a better pass rusher than Benny Logan. You know, Benny Logan's a good player, but just not the same kind of uh, interior uh, pass rush presence that jernigan is so i think there's going to be a lot of pressure generated with this defensive line and for as much as the quarterback position is very much a big concern still i think it kind of alleviates it a little bit because I, I do think the eagles will be able to get to the quarterback this year
0: brandon just reading what you guys have been tweeting and writing about camp and um OTAs and, and all the different machinations i've seen in terms of um, the formations in terms of who's out there offensively it's just It's refreshing to see the names because last year, this time, and then especially in the training camp, there were a lot of names like Paul Turner, right? And and we've had a lot of years where we look for these kind of diamonds in the rough in terms of weapons for the Eagles. It feels like now with the guys they've drafted, with the guys they brought in, I'm getting the sense there's a lot here for Doug Peterson to work with. I think we're going to find out a lot about Doug as a play caller, as an offensive mind. This year compared to last year, because there just seems to be so much more, you know, real offensive pieces to work with. You get that feel too,
2: absolutely. You know, the Eagles upgraded pretty much, I would say, virtually every position on the offense, uh, at least in the areas of need, as such as wide receiver. I mean, Alshon makes a huge difference, but even Tory Smith looks solid out there. Certainly, a lot better than what the Eagles were trotting out there last year. This time was Chris Gibbons, and Ruben Randall and those kind of guys. And then even at running back, I think blunt is going to be an upgrade in Ryan Matthews because. You know, for as talented as Matthews might be, he can't stay healthy and he fumbles the ball. So I think, you know, they added some, the Eagles added some nice pieces this offseason. And really, uh, it kind of gives Doug Peterson, you know, less of an excuse this year. And and not only him, but Carson Wentz as well. I mean, this is the year where Carson Wentz uh, has some of these weapons here. And it's not like they have the best weapons in the league or anything by any means. But these are actually respectable NFL weapons as opposed to just nothing to work with last year. So in that regard, it puts pressure on this team to perform.
0: Let's end with Carson Wentz, the guy that's the most important player, obviously, for this team as the quarterback. Um, You wrote about some of his ups and downs, his struggles in OTAs so far. What have you seen? And have you noticed anything different uh, with the mechanics he's worked on? I mean, I I would think most of that is going to come out at different points of the season in games, and we're going to see maybe on a consistent basis or not. But have you been able to see it early on? And, And just what do you think about Carson so far in the OTAs?
2: Yeah, I haven't noticed like a drastic uh, switch in any kind of mechanics. There might be some tweaks here and there, uh, subtle changes. Um, but, yeah, it hasn't been a great OTA practice. It's only been two practices, so, you know, take it for what you will. And then the one practice was in the rain this week, so a lot of receivers were dropping passes. Uh, you know, the, that might have affected the way the quarterbacks were throwing the ball too, It was pouring pretty heavily. So, um, but yeah, with all that said, it's only June, so we'll see how – uh, Wentz performance here going forward. I think there might be something to the fact that he did work on his mechanics this offseason. You know, he still might be going through an adjustment period. Maybe he kind of settles in more later in the summer. Again, nothing to get really super concerned about at this point. But it's just, you know, it feels like when you would watch practice, you would kind of want to see him look a little bit sharper. He's had some of the similar issues overthrowing some passes. I think he went something like two for 11 in a red zone drill a lot of high passes where the receivers really didn't even have a, an opportunity to catch the ball. So we'll see if he can get that ironed out. And really, the Eagles need him to because he is the X factor for this team, not only this season, but moving court.
0: Brandon, before we go here, I have to get your take on the, the important Carson Wentz uh, story over the past week, his cheesesteak take on Twitter. <laughs> now, now, are you on board with him or do you think he's totally off base here with his choice of meat cheesesteak that makes the best cheesesteak, you know, according to the quarterback around here.
2: That's a great question, Joe. I've never had venison, so I can't I can't hate on it and I can't uh I can't confirm it. But I'm telling you, the best cheesesteak in Philadelphia and this is not like a sponsor of V radio or anything, but I'm Barter, and I swear by this place. It's Woodrose on South Street. I'm telling you, it's really good. I
0: haven't had a chance to try it yet, but I'm going to tell you. For as much as you guys tweet about it, it should be your sponsor. <laughs> like those guys should sponsor your show and every yeah. spot you do here, because you're always tweeting about. It. I've had. Um, I've had venison once, and I'm just a big baby about, like, hunting and stuff. I, I couldn't even eat it because I felt bad, though it oh. did taste pretty good. I have to admit that it did. I almost felt bad afterwards. But uh, Carson might not be wrong. Either way, Brandon, I appreciate this here tonight. Have a good night, and we'll catch up soon, all right?
2: Thanks for having me, Joe. Take it easy.
0: There he goes. Brandon Lee Gouten of Bleeding Green Nation.